Hi, everybody, and welcome to Did You Bring Earplugs, a meditative musical misadventure. I'm one of your hosts, and my name, my human name, is Julian. My human name is Michael. My human name is Sasha. My human name is Jillian. Um, we've set a weird precedent <laughs> to start this episode off. Uh, folks, uh, you know, we, we've, we've all heard songs, seen movies, television shows, pop culture ephemera in general, where we looked at it and we said, hey, did, did the writer of this piece of pop culture uh, steal my life rights? Because this thing feels like it was written about me, for me, to me, around me, etc. Um, which is why this week we're talking about songs that we are sure were written about us. And if that was too long for you to digest, this is the DYBE version of the very online phrase, uh, it me. Um, so anyway, uh, <laughs> based on that uh, very lengthy intro, who would like to go first? I don't want to. Jillian, I guess I can. Jillian shook her head. Sasha is volunteering. Sasha, thank you so much. Take us away. Oh, Mike just said I'll go second, so at least we know where, where, nice. where we're going. Nice. I'm so pumped. All right, Sasha, tell us about the song that you were convinced was written about you. So, um, I, so I took it in this way, but I also sort of applied it to a song that I feel like if I was going to write a song, I would have written it. Mm -hmm. um, so it's like kind of written about me but also something that like i relate to so heavily that it's just like too similar to like my life um it's in not some a venn ways. diagram so, it's just a circle yeah you got it got it um so my choice was is your best american girl by mitski Um, so this song, the lead single from her fourth album, Puberty 2, and the song represents the struggle that someone may feel in a situation, basically in a relationship, but even just having a crush on that person. And then this person may realize, you know, that they're just too different to make it work. Um, but it's also about wanting to fit in with this like very Americanized person's life and not being able to uh, make for a myriad of reasons, but just particularly their upbringing, like be able to relate to this person that they're falling for. Um, so the narrator sort of feels like they're, they would get in the way of this person's life progression or, or something. Um, so I, I just relate to this so much because I grew up in a predominantly white area and went to a predominantly white high school. And I went to an all-girls school, um, and while there were no boys that we knew, we knew of um, at our school, there were two surrounding all-boys schools. And I, I tended to develop crushes on the very white, very rich boys um, that went to these schools. And, you know, I, I grew up 
sort of adopt adapting this white American lifestyle, even though my parents are were immigrants from Ghana. Um, so, you know, yeah, I would develop crushes on these boys that just had zero interest in me. Um, You're crushing on a lot, now, of, a lot of Chazes and a lot of uh... yeah, all the Chads. Not all one Tyler. <laughs> all the Shanes, all the Dev, the yeah Tylers. Garrix. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that sounds that sounds knowing, Mike. <laughs> no, go ahead, say it. Say Derek. So Derek. <laughs> Michael. Yeah, the Michaels. Um, but yeah, so like. Now I look back on it and it's kind of funny to me because like I would definitely not be interested in those types of guys now. Um, but growing up, you know, for most of us, I'm sure like you want to be popular, you want the popular boys to like you and you want to be popular friends with all the popular girls. And so you, at least for me, I adapted into this like idealistic view of like the American girl. Um, but it's just like obviously very different when you're black, especially when you have parents that, you know, had accents and, you know, you grew up with a totally different culture than anyone else, even even your black friends, really. Um, so like I just it was just completely different and I just wanted to adapt to it. And part of it was dating or, you know, wanting to date these boys or having crushes on these boys. But yeah, um, Ultimately, I was humiliated after asking one of these boys to prom. Um, so that's kind of a, a tough thing to think about, but whatever. Um, I'm fine now. It's all good. Um, but anyway, um, I take this song as more of a song written for a lot of young women of color who are like surrounded by these types of boys and get rejected by these boys because they weren't the stereotypical white girls that they would be interested in. Um, and like, yeah, I just, it, I relate to it just so much. Cause I know Mitski has said that like, she would feel like that if she would be interested in these types of boys, like, and eventually date them, like it would just wouldn't work because their cultures are so different. And like they're like in the lyric says like, your mother wouldn't approve of how my mother raised me. And like, just thinking of, of a lot of the white kids I went to school with, they didn't understand a lot of my, the customs that, you know, my family had and the food that, that I would eat and stuff like that. So like, I just relate so hard to that vision of being your best American girl. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's just like a lot to live up to and it's such a struggle. And I think it's something that still like, we deal with especially a lot of black women deal with is like um or just women of color in general really deal with is just like this idealized version of like the american girl mm -hmm. um maybe having some internalized self uh loathing because of it sure. um so yeah that's my whole spiel <laughs> yeah no i i think i think that's that's all very um insightful and i, I think you can look at it even from a both a a more microcosmic and a more macrocosmic perspective. Microcosmic because Mitski grew up in a few different countries, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. So she probably had this very cosmopolitan view of youth where, you know, coming to America to transition to the more macroscopic perspective where the American girl has this very, like, monolithic 
um, sort of perception where like there's just a lot of contradiction where it's like oh she should be sexy but also virginal she should definitely be white yeah. and maybe from the Midwest mm-hmm. but have East Coast and West Coast sensibility like it's this unattainable sort of image that um, that yeah, yeah like a lot of the basis of beauty is 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 uh, is formed around and yeah. especially coming from mm-hmm. different cultures and growing up in different countries that probably makes zero sense to you which yeah you know, exactly viewed mm-hmm. from a rational perspective makes zero sense anyway um mm-hmm. yeah totally that that is a great pick and i i totally i totally understand your connection with it yeah and, and i think the music video really shows that well too right like those two yeah that video time and her mm-hmm. making out with her hands mm-hmm. like that's another thing that's just like that is so uh it's it's very relevant to my yeah. life <laughs> um, literally no one could have done that but her like yeah. no one could have put all pulled off a video like that yeah yeah yeah, no, she is she is a performance artist in a, in addition to being a stellar musician. Um, so here, here's here's the thing to relate it to contemporary teen culture. So um, I'm not extremely proud to admit that uh, I've been watching a lot of um, cosplay comp like TikTok cosplay compilations on YouTube, and okay, I, f- I find cosplay very fascinating. I th- I think it's an interesting mm-hmm. hobby. Um, but, but oddly enough, so a a lot of them are scored to songs and a lot of them are very niche songs, like songs from anime or like EDM remixes of like, you know, kind of popular songs, but every once in a while you'll have a Mitski song stuck in there and it's, and it's a total outlier. You don't have the strawberry blonde one, strawberry blonde. And there's, there's one, one more song that I, that I've seen pop up in some of these compilation videos. And at first, actually, until you started talking about this song, Sasha, it didn't really make sense to me, but um, the way she encodes youthful angst and anxiety into her music, I can see it being very appealing to teens of, all generations totally she has like such a huge following i think on tumblr now like i was seeing stuff about that recently it's kind of wild but interesting julian were you gonna say something no i just didn't know tumblr was still around (laughs) 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 everyone else has really cool developed tumblrs i've tried exactly two times and i've been so unsuccessful how how do i tumble (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm literally the tumble part of Tumblr. <laughs> yeah, and just to take it back to uh your best American girl, that, that song also has like a really interesting sonic dynamic. It's it's Pixies esque in that, you know, the verses yeah. are very soft, um, and then the chorus are almost overblown explosive. with the sonic. Yeah, very, very explosive. Mm-hmm. Good man, good pick, Sasha. Way to start out the Thank episode you. strong. Mike. Yeah. Uh, to quote Teen Witch, can you top that? Uh, <laughs> no, because I <laughs> wanted to keep it a little lighthearted. So uh, the pick I went with that I feel like resonates with me as a person a lot, um, but not being too sardonic or whatnot, would be Plimsoll Punk by Always. <gasps> wow, what a great pick. <laughs> yeah.
So the song is about being what's called the quote-unquote plimsoll punk, which plimsolls are just Vans or Converse, thin shoes. So it's a song that is about a punk who wears Vans or Converse shoes, and that's really the only requirement to be a plimsoll punk other than it's really just a label. So I found the song resonates because I often think that people try to put labels on what punk is or how it defines someone. And I just, I, I think it's far too restrictive. Um, you know, growing up, I had a lot of punk friends, but I was always, you know, into video games and nerd, you know, nerdy stuff, comics. So I always felt like I didn't fit in between the groups. Um, so, um, the, the writer of the song, Rankin, she said, I don't really like to write pop songs and I don't really care what the genre is um, when she wrote the song because it is a pop song, but it has some punk aesthetics. You know, it's very Ramones-esque. Hmm. Um, and she just, you know, was asserting that the band is, in fact, punk. They're just plimsoll punks. Um, and so some of the, you know, lyrics about the song are, uh, you know, bring about bringing people together, but also pissing them off, agitating them. And I felt like, you know, in my youth and even today, a lot of people would argue that I feel that like you're I very can... agitating. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can, I can bring people together and, you know, have and tear them apart. <laughs> yeah, I can definitely wear at people. So I just, I felt like this song really um, spoke as to kind of who I was as a plump salt punk. Interesting. So uh, now I, I'm very familiar with the song, but I honestly haven't interrogated the lyrics. Um, would you say that uh, the the speaker in the song is sort of taking ownership over what is ostensibly like sort of a derisive, um, you know? Most certainly. Yeah. Yeah. So I can read, I'll read a few lyrics here. Uh, when I chip through your candy coating, your stuff with insulation, just strawberry ice cream floating with the sprinkle of indignation. That's definitely me. Cherry under knot of shoestring can flate and agitate. Wow. Really good lyrics. <laughs> like really, really good. Really uh, poetic. Holy shit. I've listened to that song a thousand times and it's just, it's so melodically pleasing that I was just like, oh, I don't need to look into this any further. <laughs> yeah. Julian, you literally look like you're getting emotional over that. I, I am. Like that, that was very effective. That was, that's really good song. Very songwriting. touching. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. look, I don't need a reason to revisit, um, you know, that, that always. album by always, but that's, that is, that is a hell of a reason. Um, and, and interesting that she would say that she doesn't like writing pop songs because I feel like that album is, is quite poppy. God, that's one of my favorite albums. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. And, and, and I guess also trying to ascribe larger meaning to it, just the, the term punk in general, I feel like has, has been so co-opted by a lot of different things. Um, mm -hmm. you know, like, like using punk as a, as part of a definition um, seems to be very mm -hmm. in, in vogue these days, you know, steampunk, uh, uh, mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. I can't think of it anymore, but yeah. Oh man. Really interesting. Good. Mike, you know, you cast okay. doubt upon yourself, but I, I think that's pretty fucking good. <laughs> yeah. Pretty good. Um, <laughs> losing faith in my own choice. So we're going to go Jillian. <laughs> Jillian, why don't you continue this, this trend? I'm, I'm nervous for mine now too. <laughs> <laughs> But we'll go for it. <laughs> uh, my song that I relate to way too hard must have been written about me. I've actually suggested it um, as a song for the week at the beginning of the year, but it's resonated so hard. It's definitely going to be my number one played for 2020. It's Bad Habit by Your Smith. 
Um, man, I heard this song randomly. I don't know if it was on, I think it was like on my Discover Weekly or something like that on Spotify. And I was on the bus, like from work, and I just heard it at the right time. Like, and I was like, oh, this is so catchy, but like the lyrics are so good. And I just repeated it and repeated it and repeated it almost like therapy every single time something bad happened or I just like needed to, I don't know feel okay in my feelings I would listen to that song so um she is like probably my favorite artist of the year um but this song especially um is just about all of her bad habits um and how no matter how bad those habits are loving this one thing is the the worst habit that she has and I relate it to so many different things in my life obviously bad relationships bad friendships bad jobs like I can rationalize a reason to stay in all of those circumstances by just telling myself that like it's I deserve this treatment or I can't do better than this exact thing so I think I'll just stay put because you never know if the grass is going to be greener so I stay until the other thing drops me and then I always end up hurt you know and so no matter what like the song is always like here's a bad habit here's a bad here's a bad habit but the worst one is always going to be this one thing that I keep in my life because I just think I can't move past it you know and I think at least in the last few years I've learned a lot about myself um and that I'm slowly gaining the courage to get myself out of like bad situations if if they happen to me but I find myself again at a crossroads where there's a you know I'm not that happy with my job the pandemic makes me sad like you know there's so much that I can sit and be content with and just settle or I can like go and do something about it um and this song always resonates with me because of that um yeah can I just say I relate to that so hard too oh yeah (laughs) I mean I mean complacency like my life right now even if you're if you're so keenly aware that you could do something to improve your station it's like complacency is always easier than than self-improvement and that's that's a that's a difficult struggle that's exactly it. It's just easier, you know? Yeah. But, you know, it's like all those quotes that you hear growing up that you realize that there's validity to them. But, like, somehow in the last couple of years, um, like, <laughs> they, like, sit with me different. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's so true. <laughs> you know, just like little quotes, like the the right thing and the easy thing are never the same or whatever. Or is it or sometimes the same? I don't know. Um, but yeah, I'm, I like always feel it in different parts of my life. Uh, but right now, especially with so little control over so many things, that's, that's the song that I feel, uh, really close to. Yeah. I mean, that, wow. That is, (laughs) if, (laughs) if there's a sentiment that sort of defines the, the struggle of the middle class in 2020, that's, that's (laughs) it. Yeah. 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 Wow, really good, Jillian. I'm I'm gonna call it right now. 
consistent <laughs> consistent quality with with what came before so you know never never doubt yourself again <laughs> thanks <laughs> and also we all knew that when you were talking about bad habits you meant heroin you really need to kick it because it's, it's yeah it's i'm so sorry life. i'm working on that yeah. <laughs> yeah um so my song i, I think like sasha's is sort of more of a, a, a historical concept of julian rather than maybe his current one but obviously you know we we never fully shed our, our, our old skin. There's there's a little bit of it left. Um, so my pick is Torch Song by The Walkmen. This is from their 2010 album Lisbon, and it's basically about, uh, you know, wishing, however unrealistically it may be, that you could say a perfect phrase or a perfect thing that would convince the object of your affection that, you know, you're, you're worthy of that. Um, the song starts out with the lines, if I had known the graceful song, I should know to slow down all the madness I would have sung. Um, so it's... You know, uh, I, in a former life, used to be a very uh, hopeless and uh, uh, unsuccessful romantic. Um, there was a lot of one-sided longing. Um, you know, uh, t to hold a torch for someone is, is uh, I, I think, I actually haven't looked this up, so this might be totally erroneous, but to hold a torch for someone sort of suggests a one-sidedness. Um, mm -hmm. I wasn't just a torch bearer. I was a torch wearer, <laughs> right? Um it didn't make any sense. Um, but yeah, I, I, there, there was a lot of one-sided affection, um, not necessarily that, you know, went unremarked upon, but that was certainly unrequited. Um, so th this, this song just sort of speaks to me in, in, in that sense of like, well, you know, this is who you used to be. You know that communication is not a one communication is not communication if it's one-sided and you can't yeah. create all these scenarios in your brain because none of them will ever come to fruition in the way that you're imagining them. Um, that is definitely something I used to do a lot in high school. I would play scenarios out in my mind, both <laughs> ranging from like the worst case scenarios to the best case scenarios. Um, and, and of course, either they, they would just never like uh, an interaction would never occur between me and a person or it would occur. And then, you know, it would, play out in a in in reality which you know is never as as heightened or or you know crazy as as your your imagination can make it out to be um so yeah so it, the the song tonally is sort of wistful and romantic but as with a lot of the walkman songs there's something a little more sinister and self-reflect reflective about it um yeah I, I think that's all i have to say on that one torch song by the walkman very pretty song some yeah. incisive lyrics. Communication is key. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 No, I, I definitely remember um, <clears throat> I had a crush on uh, the sister of a, of a guy I played water polo with in high school. And I remember very distinctly laying in bed and like almost acting out the like the ask out scenarios in my in my brain. Like, the, like at times I would like say things out loud. It was really, it was really, it was quite pathetic. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> 
Yeah, and 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 I think my subconscious still does that reflexively sometimes, but my you know adult logical brain is is present enough to say like nope, let's, let's put a pause on that for the time being. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Good right. choices, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone, I give everyone A pluses for the week. <laughs> Take the rest of the day off. Uh, after we do songs of the week. So, uh, folks, every week we bring you a little batch of songs, stuff that we've been enjoying for a little segment we like to call Songs of the Week. week. Um, Let's go reverse order. I'll start us off because I don't have too much to say about this song. Um, uh, My song for the week is uh, Way Too Big by Burna Boy. Um, it's from his 2020 album Twice as Tall. Burna Boy is a Nigerian uh, self-proclaimed Afro-fusion artist. Um, according to Wikipedia, he combines Afrobeat, dance hall, reggae, and American rap and R&B. Um, I'm a pretty, I'm pretty much a newcomer to most of those genres, so um, I don't know. He might be a mediocre uh, Afrobeat artist, but I'm, I've been enjoying this album. Um, Way Too Big is basically about flexing because you are above whatever situation is trying to bring you down, and it's really upbeat. It's a super fun, melodic track. Um, the album Twice as Tall in general is very exhilarating. I've been listening to it while I drive sometimes, um, but Way Too Big is just a really good, positive track. Makes you feel good. Gets you going. Way Too Big by Burna Boy. Nice. Chillian. Mm-hmm. Nice. Is it me? Jillian, you up. Got it. Oh, I'm nervous. I'm also, not I nervous. Think I just really didn't listen to a ton of new music this week, but the, the you're, songs that I, I think you're covering really like. I think you're covering the mic on your thingy a little bit. Hello. There you go. That's better. Is that better? <laughs> Good. Yeah. Um so my song pick this week is Rue by Girl in Red. Um, I don't know a ton about it. It just, it was on my Discover Weekly and I'm already a fan of Girl in Red, but I believe this is a pretty new song, at least in the last couple of weeks. It's really catchy. It shows growth from her last releases. So I'm excited to see what all she puts out soon. Is Girl in Red the daughter of Lady in Red? Man, I wish. Um, I do know that's the way that, um, teens and young adults on TikTok ask each other if they're gay or women loving women. They say, hey, do you listen to Girl in Red? And I've learned that because I have the TikTok app. Wait, wait, wait. wait, 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 wait. I'm going to need you to break this down a little bit more because I'm utterly fascinated. So this is a way for exclusively gay ladies to ask other ladies if they are also gay? Okay. Yeah. 
<laughs> so do you listen to Girl in Red is code for, hey, you want to you you smash? <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> that's, that's the new variation of you up is you gay. Um, it's code for, hey, you want to go on one date and move in with each other the next day? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, man. TikTok. Um, I love TikTok, man. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. What was the song called again? Oh, <laughs> Rue by Girl in Red. Rue by Girl in Red. Awesome. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Mike, lay your song for the week on us. Yeah. So my song for the week is Peach Pop. Peach Kelly Pops. Cut me off. a new single on an upcoming four song ep from peach kelly pop uh haven't heard him in a while but one of my friends is a huge fan who got me into him a while back uh and this new single is great it's a excellent rock song with some dream pop vibes um the artist said the song's about lacking the strength to walk away from a situation you know is harmful to you it's a it's about really wanting a relationship or friendship to work and hanging on but knowing deep down that it won't work out so following our themes for today yeah. <laughs> um it's really it's a really great upbeat song if you don't listen to the lyrics <laughs> love that nice. love songs like uh, that yeah all right sasha close us out for songs for the week for the week all right my song choice is the ground below by indie darlings run the jewels So this comes from their latest album, RTJ4, which was released back in June. And if you haven't listened to it, it is extremely timely. Um, This song in particular is about Killer Mike and LP in a metaphorical fight for their lives, where Killer Mike is trying to sort sort of cheat death while LP wants to basically lay down the law and garner respect from others. Um, So this is probably of all the songs, the least like uh, dark and sad because a lot of it is very like poignant to what's been going on lately. So this one kind of feels a little more fun, quote unquote. Um, And it's just like such a banger. Like it's such a head bopper, like, you know, um, great song, great album. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a nice diversion from uh, a batch of songs that mostly directly addresses the current socio political milieu, um, and yeah, and uh, I think this uh, RTJ four is probably their best album since two. Not that three yeah. was bad, but it just felt like a little bit of a yeah. lateral move. Whereas this one feels like a little experimental, a little dangerous. It's good. Totally, it's great. Yeah. 
Nice. Guys, all right, here we go. Uh, performance review for this episode. We all did A-plus work. We brought some uh, – the songs for the week was was rife with new artists and, and Run the Jewels, which, like, I'm surprised has never been mentioned, like, really in earnest on the show before. I think maybe in passing, but, like, yeah. still. Yeah, for sure. Amazing. Guys. Amazing job, guys. Great job all around. <laughs> Jillian, pat yourself on the back. Oh, okay. <laughs> Wait, Julian or Jillian? All of us. Let's just all do it. Right. Julian. Cool. Um, folks. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. Our theme song is brought to you by Josh Stanley of the band Modaff. That's M-O-D-A-F-F. You can find out more about them at modaff.bandcamp.com. You can follow us on Instagram at dybe.com, and you can email, email us at dybe at gmail.com. Holy shit, I almost forgot, actually. We have an email, you guys. Whoa. We have an email f- from a fan. Oh. Yeah. He said... Yeah, uh, the I'll, I'll I'll just I'll just read it. I, I think this is uh I think I think it's explicit in the email. Uh, this is in reference to our favorite karaoke tracks. Um, he says, "Hi friends, uh, my partner and I maintain a list of possible karaoke tracks. Uh, amongst them are, boy, this is it's quite a list, you guys. Simple okay. Minds, Don't You Forget About Me, ACDC, It's a Long Way to the Top. Wow." Uh, the Beatles, not familiar. Twist and Shout. Uh, Teenage <laughs> Dirtbag by Weedus, which is like so oh 90s it hurts. Um, uh, let's see. Oh, my, another so 90s it hurts. My Own Worst Enemy by Lit, which may be an I early 2000s that one. Flagpole Sitta by Harvey Danger, just an, a stone cold classic. And then finally, The Ubiquitous, The Undeniable Rockman by Elton John. He goes on to say, uh, really anything from Pearl Jam, the Ramones, uh, Clash, and Third Eye Blind. He put Clash and Third Eye Blind together as if they're one band, which, fuck me, would be a real mess of a, of a, of a group. Um, in general, late 90s music is always solid. The TRL nostalgia kicks in and everyone sings along. Mm-hmm. And then he also goes on to recommend a recipe for macadamia nut cookies, but there's no way for us to convey that here, so I will leave it out. Dang, what a good email. Yep. Um, certainly not from the same fan that we were emailed by before. It's definitely a different person. We have more than one listener, I assure you. I'm amazed. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, folks, that's going to do it for Did You Bring Earplugs for this week. Thank you very much for joining us. If you have the time, if you've got the slime, go and uh, review us on Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars because you know we deserve it. Uh <laughs> Guys, anything else you want to share with our listeners before we depart for the week? No, keep the fan mail coming. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know. (laughs) (laughs) Macadamia nut cookie recipes coming. Yeah. 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 All right, guys. Thank you very much for listening, guys and girls and everything in between. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.